millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, roads swamped, homes inundated, rolling storms hit Sydney and the Central Coast and Queensland's next. Masks to come off, one of the pandemic's most hated rules about to go. A breakthrough in Sydney's train dispute, but still days of disruption ahead. World leaders clamp down on Russia as it makes a move on Ukraine. And Tonga comes back online, internet restored to the island nation. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Rolling storm fronts have smashed Sydney and parts of the central coast, sending water up onto roads, swamping cars and flooding homes and businesses. Hundreds of millimetres fell overnight and we're being warned conditions won't ease for days. When the rain came, it came fast. And it was heavy. We'd been told to expect a storm, but the amount of water took many by surprise. I'm here in Parramatta and the river is flooding. Just look at this. Eighty millimetres fell in Wyong in just 40 minutes. 140 mils across the central coast over three hours. The inner west and northwest were also smashed. Our whole backyard is flooded. Homes were too in Rose Hill. Down here, there, everywhere. I was you know, knee deep in it, pretty much where we're standing now. This is Kirsten Burnham's house in Arcadia. The entire place was inundated. We came home to water about just under our knees, flooding through the laundry, through the house, throughout every bedroom from start to finish. She only moved in with her partner and five kids two weeks ago. I think we're at the point where deliriously you laugh or cry. Um, I think I laughed, Jules cried. Yeah. <laughs> Shop owners at Warringah Mall weren't laughing when it flooded. Some shops forced to close as the mop-up began. Right across Sydney, SES volunteers were run off their feet, responding to more than 570 calls for help, including 20 flood rescues, the deluge leaving many drivers stranded. They managed to get out of the water. Their cars did not. And people weren't the only ones in need of rescue today. Jake, we've got a gator stuck between the fences. The rising water giving this alligator at the Australian Reptile Park the chance to make what could have been a snappy escape. But like so many, it wasn't his lucky day. Isabel Mullen, 7 News. 
Queenslanders are being warned of potentially life-threatening flash flooding with the state's southeast battered by torrential downpours overnight. Severe thunderstorm warnings have been issued for the Sunshine Coast and parts of the Wide Bay and Burnett areas. 257 millimetres of rain fell on Mount Woolvi near Gympie in just three hours. It's estimated Brisbane could be hit with 130 millimetres of rain over the next three days. Victoria and Queensland are joining New South Wales in removing mask mandates. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has confirmed indoor mask wearing will no longer be required in his state from Friday night, hours after the same change comes into effect in New South Wales. Anastasia Palaszczuk will lift the mandate for Queenslanders on March 4, with the state also scrapping density limits for select venues. Transport officials in New South Wales have been forced into an embarrassing backdown over their bid to end industrial action on the rail network. The government has withdrawn its case against the union after failing to produce any evidence of safety concerns. They were asked three times to produce it. They never did produce it once. The union is aiming to return to a full timetable by Monday. The Russian parliament has approved a request by Vladimir Putin to immediately deploy troops to eastern Ukraine. Western countries have begun imposing the first wave of sanctions on Russia after it announced plans to send troops in as so-called peacekeepers. The situation on the ground remains tense with reports of shelling. Germany has acted quickly, putting on hold a major gas pipeline project from Russia, while the UK has imposed sanctions on five Russian banks and three high net worth individuals. Australia has closed its embassy in Ukraine and officials are planning a way out for Australians who want to leave the country. Let's go live to the US for the latest reaction to the crisis in Ukraine. US correspondent Tim Lester joins us now. Good morning, Tim. President Biden is due to address the media shortly. Morning, Jody. He was expected minutes ago in the East Room of the White House, likely to lay out an extension of sanctions against Russia. The US moving quickly yesterday, but only lightly in terms of its sanction plan against Russia, aiming sanctions initially at those uh, separatist territories in the east of Ukraine that the Russians have targeted to send troops into initially. Uh, the president expected to expand on that significantly. He's under pressure to do it domestically. Uh, the leading Republican in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has today called for devastating US sanctions against the Kremlin. There's also those sanctions you mentioned announced by Germany, uh, terminating for the time being the so-called Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline project between Russia and Germany and the British sanctions, targeting not just uh, banks in Britain holding Russian assets, but also uh, the assets in Britain of three billionaires known to be close uh, to the Russian president have been frozen. So all eyes now on the US president to see where sanctions go here. Jody. OK, Tim Lester, thank you. Tonga is officially back online five weeks after internet access was cut off during a massive volcanic eruption and tsunami. Telecom providers have confirmed internet has been restored to two of the Pacific nation's main islands. It follows repairs to an 80-kilometre stretch of undersea cable which was shredded in the disaster. Contact with Tonga had only previously been possible via a handful of satellite links. 
The Prime Minister has backed a bill to exclude trans women from playing single-sex sports. Let's go live now to political reporter Jennifer Beshwati in Canberra. Good morning, Jen. This support has further angered equality advocates. Yes, it has, Jody. They say that this bill is unnecessary and divisive and they want it removed from the parliament. The bill provides protection for sporting clubs uh, from legal action if they only offer uh, the sport for people for the same sex. It was introduced into the parliament this month by Liberal Tasmanian Senator Claire Chandler. Uh, Scott Morrison has been campaigning in Tasmania this week. During a press conference there, he offered his support for the bill, but this could spell more internal division with Bridget Archer, another Tasmanian Liberal MP, already saying she'll oppose the bill. And there will be others within the party, particularly those that voted against the government on religious discrimination, that will also oppose the bill, given how divisive it is and that there's no party room support. I'm not sure this bill will get through the parliament this year. Jody. OK, Jen, thank you. Australia's most wanted fugitive is in the process of being extradited back to Victoria after dodging police for more than a decade. It's understood Graham Potter had been using a fake name and hiding out in squalor at a home in far north Queensland when eagle-eyed locals tipped off police. Uh, he's certainly been keeping a low profile. Whilst the trial has gone cold, the resolve to locate Graham right across Australia has not wavered. Potter is wanted on conspiracy to murder and drugs charges. A Queensland senior constable has been run down by an e-scooter driver. The incident captured on body cam. Police allege the man was driving dangerously, but he claims he didn't know it was a police officer. Swerving across the middle of a Birkdale road on a collision course with a police officer. I heard this uh, commotion outside. I come out the front here and um, next thing there's a police officer picking up some gear and himself off the road. The man behind the handlebars of the e-scooter was 40-year-old Tristan Davidson. It's bull Off, mate. Police allege he was driving dangerously, unlicensed and without a helmet at 45 kilometres per hour with grocery bags hanging from the handlebars. A 48-year-old senior constable attempts to flag him down. Davidson says he thought he was being robbed. It was an unmarked car and the officer was wearing dark blue. Grab the hold of my shopping to try and pull me off the scooter. What police officer does that? No, no. I, I called Police Link and told them. The officer sustained a head bump, grazes and swelling around the neck. Davidson faced Cleveland court on seven charges, including serious assault on police, dangerous driving and failing to stop and render help. Police seized Davidson's scooter during the arrest, not that he'll be needing it. The bail was only given on the condition that he not ride any e-scooter, at least until his next court date on March 22. Ned Balm, 7 News. Clive Palmer has withdrawn from his address to the National Press Club after developing COVID-like symptoms. The mining billionaire, who is unvaccinated, was due to give a speech on the future of his self-funded political party. Mr Palmer is running for the Senate and bankrolling candidates in every seat at the federal election. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading lower this morning. The Nasdaq is down. In London, the FTSE added 10 points. Germany's DAX lost ground. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished down 84 points. The ASX 200 down as well. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,904 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 92 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 72.24 US cents, 83 Japanese yen, and 
$1.7 New Zealand. The Queen has cancelled her planned virtual engagements for today as she continues to battle COVID. Buckingham Palace says Her Majesty is still dealing with mild cold-like symptoms but will continue with light duties. The 95-year-old monarch has been self-isolating at Windsor Castle after testing positive on Sunday. It's understood further virtual engagements over the coming week will be decided upon closer to the time. Italy's Mount Etna is back in action, lava exploding out of the Sicilian crater. The new eruption sent a giant plume of ash sky high. The nearby airport had to be shut down, but locals aren't at risk. Etna's eruptions rarely cause any damage. Fossil hunters in Scotland have unveiled what's thought to be the world's largest Jurassic pterosaur. With a wingspan of around two and a half metres, the new species provides evidence pterosaurs began growing larger at a much earlier point in prehistory than previously thought. The giant reptile was found on the Isle of Skye and is thought to have lived more than 170 million years ago. A new scenic world attraction is taking sightseeing to the next level. The Skyway in the Blue Mountains is double the height of the Sydney Harbour Bridge and now you can go even higher. Operators are hoping it will be a real draw card for international tourists. Floating above the Jamison Valley, the ground is 270 metres below. The Skyway is thrilling as is, but now it's going a step up. This is a world first opportunity to stand on the roof of a cable car out in the middle of a valley. When Scenic World shuts its doors each day at 5pm, this one will now open up, allowing four people to climb on and try not to look down. How did you come up with the idea? So I used to come up here for maintenance, I'm an engineer, and standing up here and watching the sunset over the Jamison Valley, I just stood here going, wow, how cool would it be if we could help our customers experience this? I wanted to stretch my arms out like a bird, you're so high up that you almost feel like you're soaring above the bush. It's been a rough two years for the company, lockdowns, border closures, bushfires and wet weather keeping the tourists away. This new experience is hoped to be a draw card to bring them back. Do you think international travellers would be excited by something like this? So many international travellers are really looking for a unique experience globally and this is it. So we think it will be really popular as the international start coming back to Australia. You can take it from me, heights isn't quite my thing, but with a safety system like this, you're allowed to sit right up to the edge and take in the atmosphere. A one-hour experience that will cost you $350 each. Bill Hogan, 7 News. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program. To sport now and on the eve of the AFL season, the Bulldogs have been hit with an injury blow. Prize number two draft pick Sam Darcy is set to miss the first half of the year due to stress fractures in his foot. Star midfielder Bailey Smith will skip today's scratch match with groin soreness, as will Alex Keith. And today is D-Day for Jack Darling, the West Coast border meeting, and are expected to decide what they'll do with the vaccine-hesitant Ford's future. South star Latrell Mitchell will return to the field a week earlier than expected in round two after the NRL agreed to include the All-Stars game as part of his six-match ban at the end of last season. Storm fullback Ryan Pappenhausen is racing the clock to be fit for round one. He's still battling an ankle injury. And Tyrell Fui-Mayono has accepted his five-game ban for the hip-drop tackle that ended Eel Hayes-Dunster's season. Australian selectors have defended their decision to allow our biggest stars to skip the limited overs part of the Pakistan tour to prepare for the Indian Premier League. Pat Cummins, David Warner, Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark will only play the three tests before heading to India for the multi-billion dollar tournament. It's been a really important tournament for the development and skill development of some of our players. So the NSP will continue to be quite pragmatic um, around how we approach each series. Glenn Maxwell will also miss the matches. He's getting married in late March. Melbourne City have returned to the top of the A-League ladder, but it's been overshadowed by two refereeing decisions in their win over the Mariners. City equalised with a penalty in the first half, despite the foul appearing to happen outside the box. With Central Coast trailing 3-2 in the 87th minute, Matthew Leckie seemed to give away a penalty, but after multiple viewings on VAR, referee Sean Evans decided to uphold his non-penalty call. Either way, it's a disgrace. You're going to tell me there's no contact there and it's taken him almost 100 times to come to that decision. It's a disgrace. City held on to win 3-2. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a broad and deep low-pressure trough will trigger showers and storms over northern WA, the top end, Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria. This trough is drawing very hot temperatures to the west coast. Onshore winds around a high will drive showers over northern Tasmania. Around the capitals today, a possible storm and heavy falls in Brisbane, a top of 24 degrees. Showers heading for 28 in Sydney. A shower or two, a top of 26 in Canberra. Humid and sunny in Melbourne, 32. Partly cloudy, 28 in Hobart today. Adelaide sunny heading for 32. Partly cloudy in Perth, 35 the top. And a shower or two and a possible storm, 31 in Darwin. 